Welcome to the Strategic Families Podcast, where we challenge families to be rooted in God's Word, energized with gospel-centered purpose, and activated on mission for His kingdom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Strategic Families Podcast. It's great to be back with you again. So today, we're going to change gears a bit now that it's after Christmas, and wow, Christmas time is just so much fun. There's so much going on. It's really been a blast, and we always spend great time with family and friends, and we hope you did the same. Our family was just so blessed by our time together yesterday, sharing our birthday presents for Jesus. We hope your families were blessed similarly And as a side note, if you did birthday presents for Jesus as a family, if you could drop us a line and let us know just what that looked like in your family, that would be such a blessing to us. And you can reach us at Graham and Katie at strategicfamilies.com, or you can fill out the contact us form on the website, or you can check us out on our Strategic Families Facebook page. But part of what we want to do is build a community of like-minded families, and stories like that just really serve to build up the body of Christ and can really encourage us all in this super important work of building a strategic family. So we would just love to hear from you. So anyway, Christmas is great, and at least the formal celebration is over. And if you're like us, things can get so easily out of whack in December. We've been staying up later and doing all these Christmassy things and eating all these fun foods, you know, which is honestly an extension of loosening up throughout the year. So really now it's time for a little evaluation and realignment for our family and Maybe that's true of your family as well. So today, our topic is really about taking the time that's necessary to evaluate where you are as a family and where we are as a family and whether we're on the path that we really want to be on. And really, this is a healthy thing to do for any organization, whether it's a business or a church or a family. Basically, you're just stepping back and you're saying, is this going well? Are we living in alignment with where we know we need to be according to what we're taught in scripture? These are really big picture questions that don't quite feel urgent, but are super, super important. In fact, we can let years go by and never ask those questions. And maybe you don't feel like you need to evaluate your family life, and that's fine. But does everybody in your family feel that way? You know, it's really hard to know if you don't stop and ask each other. Chances are, not everything is as it should be. So today, we're going to urge you and urge ourselves to take the opportunity of the new year to really evaluate where we are. And this will take some time, but what a great use of time it'll be. So in thinking about this topic, a word that comes to mind for me is trajectory. And I just absolutely love that word because it has direction and time just baked right into the word. I found this on a website called Christo Culture, and it says this, quote, If NASA is sending a rocket to the moon and it is only one degree off course at launch, it won't arrive at the moon. It will be 4,169 miles off course. That is crazy. Now think about it for your family. If our families just keep doing the same thing year after year, what kind of consequences could that have for the future? On the other hand, if we take the time to align ourselves with God's word and his priorities for our family, how much of a difference could that make not only for the life and health of our families, but for his kingdom? It's a really powerful idea if you stop to think about it. And we'd encourage everyone, and by the way, we're preaching to ourselves here as well, to ponder that deeply as we start the new year. We've found that the new year is a really good time to do an evaluation like this. We also like to do slightly different ways of evaluating and re-gearing at the beginning of the summer and at the beginning of the school year. 
And those times can be useful for different reasons. But even if you're listening to this episode at a different time, no worries at all. There's never a bad time to ask these bigger questions. Sometimes Katie and I will hit a point of feeling like our family life has gone off track and we've re-entered a chaotic period with bad habits. And so just in the middle of the year, we'll call a family meeting. And of course, the kids love family meetings. No, just kidding. But seriously, sometimes you just need to say, okay, here's the new deal to put everybody on notice about the things that need to be adjusted. But obviously, we want to be more intentional than just a quick family meeting. This is something that'll take some time and forethought, but this process can reap massive benefits down the road. If you think of it like food, imagine that you were habitually eating something that gave you a headache every single time you ate it, but you never knew what it was that was giving you the headache. And then you finally took the time to figure it out. Boom, the headaches are gone when you stop eating that food. And you know some of you probably know what I'm talking about with that specific example, but how huge is that? Yes, it took some time or money to stop and get to the problem, but what a massive benefit for you for years to come. So that's maybe a good way to think about your family life. We don't have to just go and go and go all the time. It's a good and right thing to stop and say, hey, let's take a look at this thing God has brought together called our family. Are we doing this well? In areas where we're not, what can we do about it? And those are really two different questions. So this is a two-part series. Part one today is about evaluating where we are and determining some priorities and goals moving forward. Part two, and that'll be the next episode, is about resetting our family habits and making plans to accomplish the things we believe God is calling us to and ensure we stay on track. And we've done this periodically through the years, and we have a parenting curriculum called Charting a Course for Your Family's Future. You may have heard us talk about that. It was originally developed by Katie's mom, Lynn Ray, years ago. And it's been revised in the last couple of years, but it really dives into these things in detail. And in the end, couples emerge from the course with their own one-pager that includes their family vision statement, family mission statement, core values, and plans. And it's a great way to get on track. And you can also find that on our website, strategicfamilies.com. But there's another specific resource we've made available now called the Family Evaluation and Action Plan that you can also download from our website. And that'll guide you through a lot of what we're discussing today, which is a simpler, modified version. But first, I want Katie to talk about a specific example of how this concept of evaluating has been a blessing for us. Obviously, this is not just an academic exercise or just something that exists on paper. We want this to have real impact on how you do family life. So, Katie, could you share about family nights in particular and how this came out of one of our evaluations? Sure. So... The concept and um, structure of our weekly family nights did come out of an evaluation Graham and I did when we were going through charting a course a couple of years ago. In short, when we did it, we found a few gaps we were finding in our family life. So the first one that we noticed was that outside of quick prayers before meals and at bedtime, there weren't really regular times for our whole family to pray together with depth and outside of just daily perceived needs. So We knew we wanted to have a chunk of time every week to do this with intention and pray for people and bigger kingdom things and just what was happening in our lives week to week. And we felt like this was a really important area of training for our children that we just weren't doing regularly. We also realized there was a need to work on having more meaningful conversation together, particularly at mealtime, really taking turns and listening well and getting into deeper topics and learning how to ask good questions. We knew that doing this every single meal probably wasn't realistic, but we wanted to pick some good questions to discuss as a family, at least one meal each week, because we felt that was sustainable. 
The purpose of this was both teaching them the better conversation and listening skills, but also to dive a little deeper and hear what our kids are really thinking about and feeling. Another thing we knew our kids were wanting was more time to play together as a family. And that may sound trivial, but it is really important. And so whether it's wiffle ball or frisbee or an obstacle course or a board game, they wanted to be spending more time like that. And we wanted that too. But as many of you can probably identify with, this will tend to get squeezed out because of other things that fill the calendar. And we just kept kicking the can down the road and saying, oh, okay, yeah, we'll do that later or maybe tomorrow or, you know, that kind of thing. So we determined we would try to address all of these areas with one thing, and we called it family night. We decided to have a standing weekly commitment. And so we set aside one night on our calendar, and you do have to put it on the calendar or it will quickly get crowded out again. So we made it Sunday night at that point. We've now shifted to Friday night since, but we will actually, if something does come up, you know, we want to get together with some other people or something like that, we actually literally move it on the calendar to another night to make sure that it stays as a priority. And it is something that our whole family really looks forward to. And we have several components to our family night now, some other things that we've added to it, but we have some elements of fun so that we all do look forward to it. And then we also have some elements of purpose that make it worth prioritizing for Graham and me to make sure that we're really implementing the things that we've been seeing as a need. In fact, family nights have become such a beneficial thing for our family that we plan to dive in a little deeper in a few weeks to this concept when we discuss meaningful rhythms and inputs for families to consider implementing. So this is just one example of a small evaluation and reworking for us that we did. Like Graham said, we annually do evaluations like this at the new year, beginning of summer, at the beginning of the school year. And then there are other times that we do them because there is a felt need. Um, you know, our home has gotten really chaotic. Our family life feels overwhelming. And we know we need to do something to change that and to change it quickly. So the first few times I, I remember kind of describing these moments to my mom and just being like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Why are everybody's out of whack? And I remember her telling me that she had really similar times and that she would feel you know, real overwhelmed when we were kids and, you know, the house was getting messy and loud and there were bad habits and all of that. And one of the things that was really encouraging to me was how she would kind of take that step back and restructure and go in and she, she used to joke that she would go military style. And so everything got really, really strict for a time and we were, you know, given new habits and things like that. But that, you know, it, it does displace fun for a little bit. And, you know, kids are obviously not super excited about that change right then. But, you know, the fun obviously comes back and life feels so much more full if you can get things back on track again. Now, in case it feels strange or even unnecessary, maybe for you to be evaluating your family life right now, I just wanted to take a step back and talk about it and just kind of look at some scripture and why we feel this is so important. So even if it doesn't feel urgent, as Christian families, we're still called to be intentional. And part of this is making sure that we're on track with what God is asking us to do. Psalm 90, 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. This verse reminds us that our days on this earth are short, numbered, and fleeting. So we want to intentionally make the most of them. Psalm 39, 4-6 echoes this concept, and the psalmist cries out, What is the measure of my days? Let me know how fleeting I am. And it goes on and says, Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. And then he cautions against just building up wealth and missing the real point. 
What we have to remind ourselves is the clock is ticking. These days and years are going by, even the ones that feel long and slow, and there certainly are days like that. We will not get this time back, and the older the kids get, the faster this time will feel like it's going, and the fewer opportunities we'll have left. I remember talking with a friend one day, and she was reflecting on the fact that her daughter was about to graduate from high school, and she still had some younger ones in the home. But she told me of a practice she and her husband have had for each of their kids where they have a jar for each kid, and when they were born, they put a penny in for every week of their childhood. So 936 pennies went in each jar. Every week, she and her husband would sit down and pull one penny out of each child's jar, and they would reflect on how that child was doing, how are they growing, they would pray for that child, and maybe think about ways they want to intentionally engage in that next week. But they would do this every week. I just thought that was such a cool idea. Anyway, she's telling me this, and she says, yeah, there's only a few pennies left in this this particular daughter's jar. And just what a tangible reminder that was that there are only so many weeks, there's only so much time, and we want to be intentional with it. So this process that we're talking about gives you and your spouse a chance to get a more thoughtful, big, and realistic picture now while you have the upcoming year ahead of you. It's a great chance to get a pulse from your kids and from your spouse that you might not otherwise learn. Be sure to have everyone who can offer input and feedback. This is certainly valuable for those of us who have a lot of thoughts and a lot of things that we might want to communicate and we just want to feel heard, but it also encourages those in your family that maybe aren't as inclined to think like that to encourage them to put those thoughts down, to share those opinions, because they all really matter, and you want to know where everybody in the family is. Once you gather this information, you can restructure things, and this is where it gets exciting, because you can live with intention instead of reaction, which leads to much deeper satisfaction. This process gives you a chance to build your calendar before other people are asking for your time and energy, and it allows you to have a framework to make decisions from, rather than letting FOMO or fear of missing out, have the highest input in your calendar. And how often do we do that, if we're honest? Proverbs 16.25 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. If we just fumble our way through parenthood and life, we may live with great regrets. In contrast, we're taught in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. We need to start with Scripture and reminding ourselves of His wisdom, commands, and guidance in Scripture to see how we can rightly apply that in our daily lives. Proverbs 17, 1 says, Better is a dry morsel with quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. Scripture is filled with these kinds of nuggets of wisdom that remind us that our natural bent does need to be adjusted and rewired to align with God's Word if we want the fruit of the Spirit to fill our lives and our homes. Another passage that encourages me to carefully consider how we walk or run this race of life is in 1 Corinthians 9, 24-27. It says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Isn't that convicting? Can we say that with Paul? This is a great time to set aside an hour or more to evaluate where your family has been 
and is headed if nothing changes. Consider, are we beating the air? Or do we have actions that have intention and purpose? Are we trusting in the Lord and letting Him direct our paths? Or are we winging it? Are you making the most of this special time of life when we have our kids in our home to love and prepare and disciple? This is why we feel so strongly about regularly going through an evaluation and reorienting process like this. Graham and I could tell so many stories of even very small changes we've made that have reaped huge benefits as the Lord takes them and multiplies them, which is why we keep doing it. You can probably look back and say the same. It's good to remember how God has worked in your past to encourage you to take more steps of obedience moving forward. Wow, that's awesome. Man, I don't know if I can handle that penny thing. I might cry each time I take the penny away, but no, seriously, that is great encouragement and a great challenge. Thank you, Katie. Okay, so now that we've laid a little groundwork on this concept, let's get into some specifics. What does this look like? As I mentioned, the family evaluation and goal setting document can be downloaded from our website for free, and we really hope this will be a blessing for you. This is sort of a modified version of what we cover in charting a course, and the cool thing about this document is you make it your own. We're just trying to help you think through some things that we believe are important for any family to consider, but your answers will be different depending on where you are as a family right now. Some of these questions will be more applicable than others, and that's okay, but we really hope it will prime the pump, so to speak, and maybe there will be a question or two that you haven't thought of. So we're going to walk through that real quick and just give you an idea of what that document looks like, and you can read it for yourself. But we get into things like service. So this is for both parents and kids. There's a whole list of questions we have. And the first one is service. How have we as a family served others together this year? And if it's not at the level we want, how can we change that in 2022? How about growth? Uh, Is everybody growing in their personal relationship with Christ Is everybody regularly reading his word and praying? Conversation, are we gathering regularly at, you know, mealtimes or other ways of having intentional conversation? Health, you know, how is your physical and emotional health? And this is everybody in the family. What steps do we need to take to improve our health? Prayer, are we regularly having spiritual conversations and are we praying together? How about margin? A really, really important topic, but is there margin in our schedule so that we can respond to the needs around us? Uh, Fun, you know, something that we often neglect as a family. Are we regularly having fun and making memories together? Okay, so let's think about, you know, there are some questions that are really only applicable to parents. Priorities. As a family, do we spend time and energy on the endeavors that align with our values and are most important to us in the long run? And we have to think about the long run, right? We're not just thinking about the next week. We need to think about this 18-year training program we have with our kids that God has called us to. Modeling. So important that we actively disciple and model a faithful Christian life for our kids to show them just how beautiful Christ is and how beautiful a life in Christ is. Teaching. Are we regularly teaching the Bible to our kids? So, so important. And remember, that's our job. That's not the church's job. That's our job. And the church comes alongside and helps us, but it's our job to teach the scriptures to our kids. Marriage. Hopefully, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully this rings true for you, but healthy families are based on a strong, vibrant, healthy marriage. So how healthy is our marriage? Are we spending enough one-on-one time together, praying together, communicating frequently and meaningfully? Are we on the same page with priorities for our family? 
Um, how about our home? Does it feel peaceful and restful? Is it a good place for everybody to recharge and connect with God and connect with each other? How about hospitality? Are we regularly inviting people in and showing them hospitality? Is this a rhythm? Relationships. How healthy are the relationships in our family, both parents with children and children with each other? Um, discipline, everybody's favorite topic. No, but seriously, as parents, we have to consistently enforce standards of discipline and behavior and proper attitudes. Are we doing that well? Are we doing that in a way that honors the Lord? Quality time. And we know that quality time really comes out of quantity time, right? It's not something that we can always schedule. So are we spending quantity and quality time with each child? And do we have a good sense of where each child's heart is and how they feel? We need to listen. As Katie said, we need to listen to our kids and just try to find out what's going on in their hearts. Pressures. Um, This can be a convicting one, but what pressures may be tempting us to lose focus on what's most important? And that's going to be different for different people, but a really important one to consider. And then we have a few questions here that are for kids only that are good for kids to, to sit down and think through. And generally, this is going to be ages six and older, but uh, the first one here is, is growth. Have I grown this year? You know, it could be improved skills or talents uh, or just generally maturity and spiritual maturity. What is something that I wish had gone better personally in 2021? So not the world. Plenty of things we wish had gone better in the world, but just personally, what are some things that uh, you wish had gone better? How would I describe my family and, and how we spend our time? What do I wish were different in the ways that I interact with our family? Um, and then finally here, what are some goals that I have for the upcoming year? Academic goals, skills or talents um, that, you know, that the child would like to work on, a relationship that they'd like to grow. Uh, spiritual growth, and then just general maturity and responsibilities that they'd like to grow into. So those are a few questions that we think are important really for any family. And you might have your own questions, but hopefully these would be some good things for you to think through. Yeah. And then once you've each done those individually, it's great to come back together and just listen to what everybody wrote, especially your kids at first, um, and just take time to hear all of the things that they're thinking about. Maybe jot down some notes as you're doing that. And then you can kind of set aside some time with your spouse to, uh, you know, to just kind of talk together and reflect on the things that you each wrote as well. So as you boil this down, you know, a couple of things that you're going to want to be thinking about after you do the initial evaluation is what family rhythms would you like to adjust in 2022? So you might think after hearing all of that, do you maybe need to incorporate individual dates with your kids? Is it having more regular family time together that's intentional? Do you need more date nights with your spouse? Or maybe perhaps you're wanting to cook healthier or exercise more as a family or have stricter bedtimes or less screen time. Maybe there's a need for new opportunities to develop something, a skill or a talent, or to have more intentional discipleship. There could be any number of things. So just kind of what are those things that you're feeling like a big picture that you want to shift in your family? And then you want to take that wish list and kind of boil that down to maybe one to three priorities. As we often will say, you just want want it to be something that you can keep up with, something that's sustainable, something that's not going to overwhelm. And so as you think about each person individually, what are one to three priorities for that person or for your marriage and then also for your family as a whole? What are the, the top one to three things that you feel are you just really want to see happen in 2022? And then another big question um, is what is one thing 
in particular, that you are praying for each person in your family. And this might be, you know, something specific you see that they need, or maybe it's a verse that you're praying over your child or something like that. And then you take those those points and you write down specific measurable goals. And I would even encourage you to set dates for each one of those because you want this to be something that you can tangibly do and that you can look back and say, boy, you know, check that off. We did it. It's good. Things are going really well. So, And then you have kind of a sense of accomplishment that will drive you forward to continue to do those types of things. So just to review that process, you've got to come up with this evaluation uh, list of questions. So you might come up with your own, or maybe you'll download ours from our website. It's called the Family Evaluation and Goal Setting, and it's a template on our website. The second thing you're going to want to do is just take time for each person in the family to quietly, on their own, answer these questions. And you are going to have to make that time. I recommend, you know, for our family, it's really helpful to just make it the same time for everybody. Like pick a night or pick an afternoon or something and everybody sit down and it's just quiet time and everyone's working on it. After that, you want to come back together at some point. It doesn't have to be immediate, but, you know, sometime that week. And let the kids share their responses with you and just kind of listen and ponder, maybe ask some follow-up questions, that kind of thing. And then the next one, this is where I would recommend probably like a two-hour block of time that you want to set aside for you and your spouse to discuss together. And you may want to consider even getting a babysitter if you've got little ones that might be inclined to interrupt. And maybe you don't need a full two hours. Graham and I tend to do a lot of talking, if you can't tell. Um, But we find that it's helpful to have a good chunk of time. And then finally, you'll go through those those last questions that kind of drive to the priorities and the goals and specific things to pray about. And then next week, what we'll do is dive in specifically on how to make the space to work at these things and how to have like very specific plans to help you get there and put it in smaller steps without overwhelming yourselves, without burning out. That's not what we want. We don't want to just add a whole bunch of things to 2022. We want to be more intentional and really strategically build our calendars and build our time together to be really, really effective. So we hope you'll tune in to part two. Yeah, I'm excited about that too. One thing, just to circle back on Katie's comment about babysitting, sometimes logistics can get in the way of our greatest intentions. And so I would just say, start thinking now, is there somebody, maybe it's grandparents, maybe it's another couple uh, that you can exchange babysitting with, but you know, to have that time set aside is just so valuable. And I am sure that if you explain to someone that you're trying to get your family back on track or you're trying to set some goals, you know, like-minded people will be so excited for you. And I'm sure they would love to serve you in that way. And the cool thing is maybe you could do that for another family as well. And your kids can get to know each other. And, you know, it's things like that that help build up the body of Christ. So uh, we would encourage you to really seek that so you could spend that time specifically with your spouse to talk about what's most important for your family. It is so, so life-giving when you create that space and, and commit that time. Okay, so like Katie said, next week we're going to dive into what it may look like to actually implement some of these changes that the Lord is leading you to. And, you know, as I think about this, there's a word picture that comes to mind, and this might be a little strange, but stick with me. So picture the junk drawer in your house, right? Everybody has a junk drawer, or maybe you have more than one. I feel like we have <laughs> have a bunch. But if you're like me, you get so fed up with the junk drawer that one day you just stop and you take like 45 minutes and you organize the junk drawer and you feel so much better and everything's been put away and you find things you've been looking for for a while and 
you know, you might even think, well, this isn't even a junk drawer anymore. But then what happens, right? Three weeks later, and it's a junk drawer all over again. And there's so much stuff that you get aggravated and then you just move on. So silly example, but let's look at that for a second. So what happened? Well, my guess is probably what happened is that, you know, you may have done a great one-time purge and you made progress. The problem is that you may not have set yourself up to keep that progress, to keep that drawer organized. And so it gets out of hand. Again, maybe that's a little silly, but let's apply that to our families because what we're talking about here with our families is way more important than a junk drawer, right? We can spend all this time and feel like we're on a good track and we get all excited and we got all this energy and purpose and intention. But then the problem is we may not have set ourselves up to win in the future. So let's not do that, right? And I'm preaching to myself here as well. We need to invest not only for the moment in you know, getting things in order, we also need to expect that things will get hard. Expect that we'll get off track. Remember that we have an enemy who will oppose this because we're trying to get on mission for the Lord. We're trying to do awesome things for the Lord in, a, in alignment with his purposes. And we have an enemy who wants to steal and kill and destroy. So let's go ahead and expect that and set ourselves up to win in the future with these things that we believe the Lord is calling us to. And it's different for every family, but it's so important for every family. So the question is this, how can we set ourselves up for success? So we hope to provide some ideas and methods to encourage you and your family to be able to strategically move forward and stay on track. And we'll talk about that next week. So in the weeks that follow, Katie and I are going to share a few specific systems or methods that have brought so much life and value to our family in hopes that you could adopt something similar in your families. Well, that will do it for today. We hope that was an encouragement to you and that the Lord will use it to spark some new things for your family. As always, we'd love to hear from you about what's working well in your homes and family life so we can learn together as a community. Check us out at strategicfamilies.com and connect with us on our Facebook page. We pray this is a beneficial and fruitful process for your families, and we look forward to diving in deeper next week. Okay, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.